Welcome to the Yoga for Mental Health podcast. I'm your host, Catherine of Yoga Naraska. I'm a certified yoga teacher who has suffered from chronic and mental illness for many years. I approach health topics from a scientific, evidence-based position, with a little yogic flair. Please note that I'm not a medical professional and the information provided is not meant to be taken as medical advice. I'm simply here to provide factual information along with anecdotal evidence for myself and my guests. In this season, we'll be focusing on premenstrual dysphoric disorder, or PMDD. This is a chronic and debilitating mood disorder that affects one in 20 menstruators. Join me as we discuss how yoga can be supportive in your health as you aim to feel your best. We have been discussing the menstrual cycle and the impacts it has on your physical, emotional, and mental health, especially in the context of premenstrual dysphoric disorder or PMDD. I have a whole episode about that, so I will link that as well um, in the description too, and you can check that out if you don't know what PMDD is. So today we are discussing ovulation, so that's the third phase of the menstrual cycle. So far we've talked about the menstrual phase and the follicular phase, now we're on to ovulation. So again, this is one of the ones that overlaps. It overlaps a little bit into the follicular phase and over to the other side into the luteal phase. So this generally happens in the middle of the cycle. So let's say, for example, this cycle is 28 days. Ovulation generally happens around day 14 or between you know day 10 and let's say day 16. 16, 17. And ovulation is something that's happening when the egg is being transferred out of the ovary and out of the follicle that we talked about before. It's maturing, it's leaving the ovary and it's going out into the fallopian tube, preparing its way down to the uterus to be fertilized. Some people, myself included, can actually feel this happening. It's called mittelsmerz, which is a German word that means literally middle pain. And it's either like a sharp twinge or like a dull ache that you feel on one side of your body. So some people who feel this actually know which ovary they're ovulating from on that time and day um, and because they can literally feel it happening, but not all menstruators feel this at all. So this actual process of the egg being released from the follicle sac and from the ovary usually takes anywhere from 12 to 48 hours. So it's a very, very short period of time. But this also is the time in the cycle where you are most likely to get pregnant. So uh, anywhere from a day before ovulation to about four or five days after ovulation is the most fertile time of the cycle. And that is because the egg is most available for fertilization. And although it only lasts, the actual ovulation part only lasts 12 to 48 hours, sperm can live inside the, um, the reproductive system for up to 72 hours. Um, so that increases the amount of time where a sperm could meet egg and, and cause fertilization to happen. So it's like a four to six day window of, um, of prime fertility at this time in the cycle. So obviously if you're trying to get pregnant, it's very important knowledge to know, but also if you're trying not to get pregnant, you definitely want to uh, be careful around this time of the month, either by um, abstaining from having you know penetrative intercourse um, or using birth control such as condoms or just being on birth control in general. And you'll also notice that there'll be more um, lubrication at this time in the cycle and your libido will be higher, um, obviously because your body's preparing you for that optimal time uh, for fertilization to happen. So you will notice a increase in libido. You'll be feeling more sensual and rhythmic. Um, you might be you know, a little in the mood a little bit more 
um, because your estrogen is very high. Some people do find that this very high estrogen does make them a little bit more moody, a little bit more quick to mood swings, maybe a bit more quick to tears, um, like watching a, a sappy commercial or even like happy tears sometimes. Um, I know when I've been ovulating sometimes, you know, my, my husband or he was my boyfriend at the time, he might say something very sweet and I might start to tear up all of a sudden because it just touched me so much because my estrogen is so high. Um, so that can definitely happen around your ovulation as well. With this rise in estrogen, like I mentioned, there might be some more mood swings, but also the body temperature tends to spike at this time of the cycle. So you might find that you are having some hot sweats or just feeling a little bit warmer than usual. That is quite normal. In fact, a lot of people that are trying to conceive do chart their body temperature. And it's a pretty reliable way to tell when someone is ovulating because your um, internal body temperature just does jump up quite a bit at this time of the month. Ovulation doesn't necessarily happen each and every cycle. Um, and when that happens, it's called an anovulatory cycle. And this can be can happen for a number of reasons. Um, it can do with the amount of eggs that you have. It can do with the amount of stress that's in your life, um, any extreme changes in weight. Or, or your diet or over-exercising. There can be like lots of different ways that you could not ovulate during the cycle, but you will still have a bleed, but you don't always know for sure if you are ovulating or not. So as for self-care, um, studies have actually shown that this is the time of the month where uh, we are viewed as most attractive and our self-esteem and our confidence tend to be highest. So it's a great time to make decisions, um, talk to people about important things and about your opinions, um, make yourself known at work, really advocate for yourself and what you need in relationships. It's a great time to socialize. And if you're in the dating world, it's a great time uh, to be going out on some dates because you will just feel a little bit more sociable, a little bit more attractive and a little bit more sure of yourself. You might also be feeling quite sensual and rhythmic. So this is the great time of the month to engage in exercise such as dance or more of a vinyasa style yoga, which is more of a, like flowing movements and repeating sequences uh, generally set to nice moving music. Um, so this can be a really great way for you to connect with your sensual self and to really boost your self-esteem. So now that you know all about ovulation, I would love to hear about your opinions. If, if there's anything in this episode that you did not know, I would love to hear about it in the comments or if there's something that I didn't mention or if you have any experiences that you'd like to share about what this phase of the menstrual cycle is like for you, I would love to hear about it in the comments or on social media, so do get in touch. I have also prepared a free mini 20 to 30 minute yoga class to support you in your ovulatory phase. It's got a great playlist, so I would love to share it with you. You can join my mailing list in the link below or join my Facebook group, Yoga for Your PMDD Cycle, and they will be posted there. So you can grab them at any time you need through your cycle to support you. There's three other classes as well, making up a total of four classes to support you throughout each and every cycle. And I would love for you to give them a go. So if you enjoy doing yoga, especially for your menstrual cycle, or you've enjoyed the mini classes that I've been posting lately, uh, you might be happy to know that I am developing an online course specifically for people with PNBD to support them throughout their cycle. So this is going to include two full length yoga practices per week, as well as a full guided meditation each week, some lectures on what's going on in the menstrual cycle and how you can best advocate for yourself. There'll be a weekly Zoom call where we can all tune in and discuss our experiences with PMDD and try to support each other a little bit. I also have a awesome workbook and journal for you to explore your feelings along with lots of extra free goodies uh, to help you through your journey with PMDD, such as a resource list, meal planning templates, and 
all my favorite tips and tricks for self-care and for advocating for yourself within your relationships, at work and school, and with your medical team to get the support that you need to thrive as somebody with PMDD. This is basically the course that I wish that I had when I was first diagnosed over 15 years ago um, with all of the information that I've pretty much gathered over my entire uh, career, you could say, of having PMDD, as well as my yoga expertise, my research nerdiness, knowing lots of important facts about PMDD and where to find the best resources, and also how to just cope emotionally. I've dealt with PMDD for so long and I've gone through so much therapy and done so much research and done a lot of the inner work myself that I feel like I have so much to share on what it's like to live with PMDD and how you can kind of reframe the way you see yourself a little bit better to cope with your symptoms. I don't think that yoga is going to cure your PMDD, but I think that it can really, really help you to manage and to feel a little bit better about yourself, especially because we tend to be so hard on ourselves as people with PMDD. If you'd like to learn more about this course, uh, join my mailing list. I will definitely be updating uh, information there. Join my mailing list and my Facebook group, Yoga for your PMDD cycle. I will be definitely adding some more information there about the course as it becomes available and hopefully some extras just for my followers. But that's all for me today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.